Hi, I'm Maria Theoharis or Velo Sews on social media. Welcome back to Server 50 Podcast on Soul Organized Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. On Soul Organized Style Podcast, I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Thanks for joining us on Server 50 Podcast on Soul Organized Style. Server 50 intersects with all communities. We're a community that is so over ageism. Ruthie at So Many Flowers is today's Over 50 podcast guest. Thank you for inviting me into your home today, <laughs> Ruthie. I'm so happy to be here. I was honored for you to ask. I enjoy inviting guests from the Sober 50 community because everyone is unique. They love sewing and they're part of the community. And like yourself, they always have something to bring to the conversation. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Is sewing a lifelong hobby for you? Oh, yes. I've been sewing as long as I can remember. I sewed doll clothes. I think a lot of us started with that when we were little. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and actually, I can't remember if I was 15 or 16. I got a sewing machine for my birthday, a singer. And it was just a straightforward machine, which is what I actually still prefer. That's when I started sewing for myself. I remember the first thing that I made was a pink sundress, you know, the kind that's like basically a triangle with ties on the shoulders. Yeah. And I was just so proud and I wore that to death. <laughs> Good. Now, did it have pockets? Gosh, you know, I don't remember. I hope so. Yeah. I know. Everyone gets so <laughs> excited when they wear something with pockets. Yeah. I was just excited to be wearing something that I made, you know. So that's where it started. And I've been making, um, been making dresses ever since your instagram feed has all of your wonderful floral and bright colored dresses they're so inspiring thank you thank you i love making stuff with um, the florals and the bright colors and just basically happy happy clothes oh yeah yeah i think the only non-floral i saw was a white dress but it was lace so it was for So Recreate, the look for week four. That's right. That's when I added all the lace insets. Yeah, I like that one. Really good work. Yeah, thank you. That was a lot of fun. Everything else I've seen has been floral and amazing. The white one was amazing too. There are some that are solids, but I usually, like if I'm making a solid, I usually add something to it. I've been trying to use up a lot of the solids that I have. Years ago, here in the United States, there was a fabric store called Hancock's Fabrics. Yes. You probably haven't heard it. Oh, you've heard of it? I have, I have, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it went out of business. But my husband was actually with me in there, and they had at the cashier a sign, and it said, she who dies with the most fabric wins. <laughs> and my husband has been telling me now for all these years that I'm winning. So I'm trying not to win. And I'm trying to use up some of the solids because I'll see a pretty color and buy it. But then I never reach for it. I reach for all my florals. Yeah. So I've been trying to use those up lately and I've been adding stuff yeah. to them. Applique or ribbon or just something to make, to make me use up those fabrics. And you've done things like add tucks to the fabric? Yes, I love to add the pin tucks or some lace inset or the appliques. The last one that I posted was the little heart mosaic thing where I left the spaces in between. 
that was a lot of fun I'm trying to keep myself from just making a ton of those. <laughs> I'd be too repetitive. You've nailed how to use florals and solids. And you've also taken the challenge of the large panel that you got from Julia Allison Cost. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. Well, now that one's very special, the large panel, because my youngest son surprised me with that. It had been, I'm not sure how long, a few months, but I had purchased some fabric from Julia, which I had wanted to purchase from her for a long time. And you look at her website, so many beautiful things. I had decided on that rose of flowers and got that one and made a tiered dress with that. And I love it. It's beautiful. So my son saw that and he looked on her website, unbeknownst to me, yeah, and actually talked to me because both of my boys are really good about talking to me about my makes and showing interest in it and all. But he went and looked and then apparently, I don't even remember, he told me that he talked to me about it and the, the large panels and what I liked and stuff like that. And so then for my birthday... He surprised me with that piece, the large sunflower piece. Of course, I love it. And I found that pattern where I was able to get it all on there and showcase that. And so that really means a lot to me because, you know, when somebody is really paying attention to what you like and getting that for you is so special. And when it's your son. I know. (laughs) So sweet. So sweet and so thoughtful of what his mother loves to do. (laughs) Yes, yes. And he really liked what I did with it. So it was all a a big success. And of course, Julia herself is always super supportive, (laughs) very enthusiastic. Yeah. So always good. Yeah. You make a lot of dresses and they're all beautiful. Thank you. Is that because of the climate that you live in that you can wear dresses all year round? Partially. Yeah. I live in the Southern um, United States, Southeast, and like, we're still having highs in the eighties. I get a lot of comments on my post being like, what are you doing? (laughs) But it's just still hot. And I try to make stuff look a little bit more like it belongs in this season, but honestly, it's, it's just still hot. (laughs) We've been in um, December putting up the Christmas tree wearing shorts, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. A warm climate. Also, I just prefer dresses. Yeah. I've always loved dresses. So that's just what I like to wear. When it, it does get cooler, I'll kind of shift to making a tunic where I can wear jeans or leggings under it or just a little bit of warmth, but it's never super cold here. But at least you've stepped into making one or two coats or a cape here and there. I do. You know, it's actually surprising how many coats I make. <laughs> And I have plans for more coats and I, I have wool in my stash and it's pretty. I have some light blue and some kind of peachy pink and I don't need another wool coat, but it's beautiful. So I want to make them. Yeah. I'll wear them, you know, like once or twice a year and put them back up. And if you happen to travel to a climate that needs a coat, you have more than one to choose from. Yes. And we're hoping to get back to traveling soon. We still haven't traveled since all of the advent of the last few years, but we're hoping in the next year or so to go back to traveling. Maybe even to Australia, Maria. Yes, please. That would be fun. Yeah. Just give me a call (laughs) when you get here. (laughs) 
actually, if we went in our winter, we could be there for your summer and I still wouldn't need my coats. I know. Sorry about that. That would be perfect. No, that's how I like it. <laughs> that's my preference. Good. If you come to Australia and you come to Sydney, let me know. I'll be here for you. I would love it. All the animals and plants y'all have, it, y'all seem to have a lot of things that nobody else has. Yeah, that's true. We do. Yeah. How did you develop your online name? Well, the So Many Flowers was pretty descriptive. I was glad nobody else had that name. You know, my boys had suggested me getting the IG account. And so then, of course, your next thing is, what will it be? So that one just came pretty naturally to me. I do so many flowers. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like to grow flowers. I like everything um, floral. When I was a kid going on trips with my parents, there would be, um, they were just weeds on the side of the road. And I'd beg my father to um, stop and let me pick them. I've just always loved flowers. So it was a natural thing for me to want to, to make clothes with them. Just a lifelong love. Can we find you anywhere else on online? Is it just Instagram? Oh, that's the only one that I have. Yeah, that's it. That's plenty. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's been enough to keep me busy. Oh, good. When did you discover the Cyber 50 community? Well, really, right when I started Instagram, I was working, it was 2020, and I was working as a nurse and just having a lot of problems because I was on a hospital floor and working urology and you had to move people around. And I have slipped disc, herniated disc in my neck. So um, it was just really not going well for me physically. So I quit that job with the plan to just apply for another one that wasn't so physical. But then all the COVID came along. So I didn't do that. I just started really sewing a lot. And my boys were both already members of Instagram. And I didn't actually understand what it was, but they told me, they're like, mom, you would really like this. You know, you could uh, connect with people that also sew and you like talking, you're sewing. And one of them actually set up my account for me, <laughs> you know, got me all set. And so I started in, it was September, 2020. And I think almost immediately I discovered the sew over 50 hashtag and started, you know, looking at them because that's the people I just connected to and so supportive. I've enjoyed it so much. So it's been two years now. And just to be able to, you know, have these conversations with people that have the same interest and everybody's just so supportive of me. And I love looking at their makes that they've made and they've been so much inspiration for me. And it's been great. Sandy and Judith, of course, are just wonderful. I have no idea how they have the time to do what they do. Exactly. With commenting on everybody's posts and liking them. It, they just put so much into it and um, so much inspiration. Yeah, they do. And it's also a very safe environment to share ideas and techniques too. Yes, I've never had a single critical comment, even though I know some of my stuff is, you know, a little bit out there. I've had my own relatives say they wouldn't wear what I make out in public. <laughs> but, you know, with all of my Instagram friends, just super supportive. So it's it's really nice. That's good. You've got your own style and your family just has to deal with it. <laughs> That's right. Well, my husband has always said that I have flair. That's the way that he puts it. Okay. He likes the more subdued color. I was getting out a piece of fabric I wanted to try to use that's I'm kind of taupe grayish. I don't know why I bought it. I was like, I don't know. I'm trying to use this. And 
I was like, it's so blah. And he's like, I like that color. <laughs> so, but I usually gravitate towards the bright and the floral. You can see it on your Instagram feed, the bright florals and the way that you wear them, the styles that you use. They're really beautiful, every single piece. Thank you, Maria. That's very kind of you. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy making all of the fun stuff that you wouldn't be able to find in stores, especially not for people our age. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. That's why we sew and that's why we share ideas. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I see that you've made the pontoon dress quite a few times. And you know, that's what I was just cutting out with my blase fabric. Yeah. Because I want <laughs> to add ribbon on each of the tiers to bring some pizzazz to that because it's... When you see it, you'll see what I mean. Okay. But I'm hoping that <laughs> the taupe color will make it seem more fall. And then I've got some floral ribbon to spice it up a little bit. But I love that pattern. I've lost count, actually, of how many times I've made it. But it just really invites you to add that little trim. It's so fun to add to the um, neckline and the sleeves. Um, usually I use fabric, but this time I was going to put some ribbon on it for that and some ribbon at the tiers, but I love that pattern. Mm. It's a very versatile one and you've been able to use it in so many, like you said, you've made it so many times. <laughs> yeah, but I don't feel real repetitive because I feel like every one of the ones I've made is pretty different, pretty unique. I made it for Michelle's purple TNALZ on is that one. And it had some various purple prints in that one, stripes and mixed florals in. I can just keep looking at your feed and it just gives me so much inspiration to go ahead and grab some of the, the florals. The florals. <laughs> you put together an outfit following Marcia Lois Riddington's style. Oh, yeah. I tried to. In doing that, I discovered I'm not really prairie style. Yep. Even though I do the tears and stuff. Yeah. I don't think I've come up to the level that Marcia has to really look prairie style. I gave it a shot though. Yeah, you did. You did you gave it a really good shot. Yeah, that was also that um lavender purple one that I tried to apply to that because it does have the floral in there, but I think the layers is what I'm missing. You know, they do a whole lot of layers that makes it really have that vibe. I'm just too hot for that, Maria. Hot for all those layers. Yeah. So you definitely know the styles that suit you and also the styles that suit the climate that you live in. <laughs> right. Yes, it's all got to be breezy. And I guess that is perfect for me because that's what I like. I mean, a lot of people... um would just die if they came here. I've actually had somebody, in, one of my friends in the UK, tell me that when she found out the temperature. She said she would literally die if she had <laughs> to come here. <laughs> because, you know, in the summer, we're up, you know, close to 100 in, in July and August. But I moved around a lot with my husband. You know, he was 30 years active duty. But we were from, from this area, and we came back here to be near his mom when he got out of the active duty. But so we're really used to just this kind of weather. Yeah. So you've both provided service to the community. Well, I was actually in the Marine Corps for uh, four years right out of high school. But my husband did um, 30 in the Air Force. So we moved around a lot for all of those years. You've both done a lot for your country. Well, presumably. <laughs> I'm not sure how much I helped him in my four-year stint, but. 
I was in for four years. Yeah. What advice would you give people who have never sewn with florals and have only ever used solid fabrics? What advice would you give them if they want to try using floral fabrics? That makes it sound like, you know, that it would be a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it's just like what you do. It's harder for me to reach for the solids than the florals. Here's the thing, though, to me, all three of my guys initially thought if it was floral, I liked it. But that's not the case. I don't like just any floral. Mm -hmm. So you have to first find your floral, you know, what kind of floral that you like. And I really can't even describe what floral I like. I just know it when I see it. And it can be, you know, really big, a large floral or the tiny little ditzy florals. But it's just certain ones appeal to me. And so I think that that's the first thing is to find what your floral is. So that's one thing. And then also choose your pattern depending upon whether you did choose a large or a small floral, you know, because I mean, gosh, if you choose one of those like, you know, Julia's large scale prints, you're obviously going to have to, you know, really put some thought into to what pattern you use. Yep. And I just think some patterns lend themselves better to a small floral or a large floral. And that also is really hard for me to like put my finger on it. I lay them out, <laughs> you know, sit my patterns out, sit my fabric out. And I just really um, have to ponder it for a bit. I have to just mull it over. I don't really make my decision real quickly because I have to visualize it. And I think that's something that us sewists do is we can visualize it. You know, I like to look at the line drawings of patterns, not on the pattern cover, because that's usually not even a good representation. So I look at the line drawing and just try to visualize my fabric in that piece. If I can't visualize it, I don't do it. If I can visualize it and I like what I see, then that's when I know to go ahead with it. Okay. None of that was probably helpful for anybody else, but that's the way I do it. That makes sense where you've got to know what floral you like. And I had to make those decisions when I bought my first two Julia Allison cost fabrics. Yes. And again, you can't really put your finger on what it is, what floral you like, but I just knew when I saw it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because some of them, you're just like, that's pretty, but no. And um, you just move on until one just sort of speaks to you. And obviously a lot of them speak to me. So (laughs) I don't have a problem with it. I agree. I don't have a problem (laughs) with fabric talking to me either. (laughs) Yes, a lot of it does speak to me. Mm. All about the florals. That's That's about what I've got, Maria. Yeah. Ruthie, thank you for talking us through your sewing background, how you got involved with the Sew 50 community and the advice that you've got about florals because there may be some listeners out there who haven't touched florals and you're a perfect example of someone who loves, breathes florals but also knows the styles that suit you for the climate that you live in. Well, thank you, Maria. After all these years, I think I've got it nailed down. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed chatting with you so much. I've had such a joy this morning speaking with you and actually meeting you. Thank you so much, Ruthie. (laughs) Okay. This episode for Sober 50 Podcast on Soul Organized Style was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, 
with permission of Ruthie. Sound by bensound.com. Listeners, if you want to provide a guest post for Sober 50, make sure you direct message Judith and Sandy at the Sober 50 account on Instagram. Also, keep an eye out for the next So 50 Live event that Bird and Molly are hosting. Remember, these Sober 50 Live events will always be available on the Sober 50 account. You can subscribe to Solganized Style Podcast, but with an S not a Z on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our free So Over 50 podcast archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon so I can keep producing it for you. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.